2: Uh-huh. Ah.
1: But the Georgia
0: Bulldogs bludgeon their way back to back. Glory, glory. Georgia
2: has the first Uh-huh. How about
0: the dogs? Cecil. Uh, that what they say? It's
2: so good to see you dancing.
1: Uh-huh. I got the swivel hips.
2: <laughs> you sure do have uh-huh. the swivel hips. Uh-huh. Go, dogs. Go, dogs, indeed. I gotta go. Oh. Uh, I'm, gonna go, Whoa. I'm gonna
0: go do something to doggy dogs.
2: Wow, is... we got it, buddy. That was the quickest. Yeah, he's really What is going on? <laughs> he's really excited. That was like a drive-through, Cecil. Yeah. I liked it. Drive-by, Cecil.
0: He wanted to play that fight song. Oh,
2: boo! Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.
0: I, I want to thank everyone for their well wishes, and there's just so many people to thank. I, I don't know where to begin. Uh, <laughs> it's it's really been a tumultuous season, but uh, not really. <laughs> Fifteen and zero. Uh, undefeated, Boo. I mean, that's
2: real good. 15 and 0. So 15 games, they won every single one.
0: Yep. Including the most important one last night, the national championship game. And not only did they win last night, they beat the ever-living shit (laughs) out of poor old TCU. It was the, okay, not just the largest, 65 to 7. Not just the largest margin of victory in a title game, the largest margin of victory in any bowl game in the history, 152 years, whatever, in the history of college football.
2: Wow.
0: And do you understand the concept of bowl games? I'm not condescending. I just know you're not a football person.
2: Okay, so can I can I tell you my answer uh-huh. in my sure. ADHD head? Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm assuming, I think you told me this before, uh, bowl games are not, they're not towards anything, right? This is like, hey, th- you don't really go on to, like, college Super Bowl. This is just like, hey, you get the Orange Bowl Yeah,
0: it, it's kind of a consolation prize. Right. Uh, other than now um, that we have the college football playoffs, the 14 playoffs, those first two semifinal games are bowl games, and then last night was technically, I believe, a bowl game. Uh, Was it? Was last night a bowl game? I don't know. But point being, traditionally, uh, you have, I don't know how many bowls there are now, probably 20, 25 bowls, but really the only one that really matters are the two teams playing in the national title game. Okay. So, you know, and... Traditionally, I think we have like four major bowls. You got the Orange Bowl, you got the Rose Bowl, you got the Sugar Bowl, and then I guess maybe the Fiesta Bowl. Those are all kind of the top tier. Uh, usually, one of those is the national title game. But you also have the Black and Decker Bowl or the Tax Slayer Bowl. <laughs> wow! The, you know, just it's just a consolation prize, and it well, and it's an, a chance for uh, teams from different regions to play each other. Usually you have conferences. Georgia Bulldogs being in the Southeastern Conference. You got the ACC. Right. You got five major conferences and several smaller conferences. But it's just a neat thing at the end of the season to, hey, what happens if the third best SEC team plays the second best Pac 12 team? I don't know. Let's go see the Fiesta Bowl, whatever.
2: Oh, that's fun. That's fun for football fans. Yeah.
0: So, point being, every year there's roughly, well, 150, 152 years, whatever, however long they've been playing college football. Now there wasn't the Orange Bowl or Fiesta Bowl from day one, but probably the last 75 years, there's every year there's been a handful of bowls, and each year there seems to be a few more. So point being, hundreds upon hundreds. Well, yeah, I guess that math adds up. Yeah, probably. I mean, maybe a thousand bowl games, wow. roughly in the history of college football. This is the largest margin of victory. In any bowl game.
2: Well, that that's it. That is a big deal. That's a big deal. 65 to 7. So now what happens? Where do they go now?
0: We bask in it for another nine months. We're the champs back to back two years in a row.
2: Oh, so yeah. So, so there's the no other. Over. Okay, no, it's over. Season's over. Yeah. But that was.
0: Last night was the Super Bowl, if you will, of college football.
2: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No wonder you were yeah. the big... so excited.
0: You, you didn't understand that?
2: No... I thought it was, well, I thought it was just a bowl, like a bowl. Uh-huh. So I didn't think it was like this huge. No,
0: the national championship. And but... I've said this to you before. Uh, as great as the Super Bowl is in the NFL, that's that's you got the Super Bowl in the NFL, you got the World Series in baseball, you got the Finals mm-hmm. in basketball. Okay, um, as as cool as the uh, Super Bowl is, and as you know, heartbroken as I was back in 2017 when my Falcons choked in the Super Bowl, they were up 28 to three in the third quarter. Everybody's like Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl, and next thing you know, they lost. Anyway. Super Bowl is a big deal, right? But the NFL only has 30, maybe 32. I always get confused. 30 or 32 teams. College football, Division 1A, 125, 125
2: I think, teams. Wow. So
0: we were number one out of 125. That's
2: amazing. Two years in a row. Well, this is very exciting. So what happens now with these football fans? What do you do? You guys just, you said you bask in it. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, I guess, rewatch highlights. Oh, yeah. I And? <laughs> uh,
0: the semifinal game, which happened on New Year's Eve, where, by the way, we almost lost that game to Ohio State. And, uh, and would,
2: that wouldn't have been good, because then you wouldn't have gone to yeah, the Nationals. You
0: would have gone to the National title game. Uh, but I, I've since watched rewatch that game four times. Oh, um,
2: I'm impressed. I don't don't know
0: how impressive that is, given that that was 10 days ago. Uh, (laughs) In less than 12 hours, I've probably rewatched last night's... I've... I've I just finished my third viewing of last night's game.
2: Okay, so when you're watching the third viewing, Mm -hmm. by the way, so proud of you. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? I get it. Mm -hmm. You know me. Mm -hmm. I rewatch until it's almost nauseating. Mm -hmm. Until I know the lingo of what's happening in the episodes. So my question is... What do you fast forward? Is there any parts that you know of the game where you're like, eh, okay, like, is there any fast forwarding?
0: Not really. I mean, I fast so forward through okay. commercials and halftime and whatnot. But yeah, it's just like watching a really good movie. Yeah. But you you realize why you're watching it. It's very complex. And there's so much that you're probably missing. So you can't wait to go back and rewatch it. That's how I am with certain sporting events.
2: Now, have you been nerding out with other ugga fans oh yeah
0: yeah my i got my whole crew back in georgia <laughs> who we were, is it we t- i got so many fellow georgia fans oh <laughs> all my georgia comic buddies paul Galois big georgia fan he went to georgia Ooh. Uh, gilbert lowen a uh, big georgia fan he mm. went to georgia uh craig holzer i think went to georgia yeah all my buddies oh wow yeah all my buddies went to georgia yeah um but yeah we had a nice group group text thread got it. going last night
2: oh that's so cute come on guys Oh, I Come love on. that! Do you see that? Do you see that? Oh, we got him! That's amazing! First down! That is amazing! Yeah. Wow.
0: And I know I've said this before. I know it's trivial. Like it's I know. Not. Well, no, it is in the grand scheme of things. It whether they won or lost last night in reality doesn't affect my life one bit. I can't think of one tangible thing mm-hmm. that it would affect my life in one way or the other if they won or lost. But it's just, it's fun to, like, get, I've said this before, it's fun to, like, get really consumed by something that doesn't really matter.
2: Yes, it is. That's the whole thing with
0: hobbies and interests. It's an escapism. Yeah, it's escapism. Hello, yes. And I've literally been a fan. Um, They won the national title back in 1980, but I was only three years old, so I don't really remember. But I do remember being five years old in kindergarten. That would have been probably 1982, and I had a... A black and red Georgia cap that I used to wear all the time. And I remember uh, Herschel Walker was a big deal back then. Okay. So I remember his final season at Georgia, I think, was 82. But I remember watching Herschel Walker when I was five years old. Of course, now I won't get into his (laughs) whole political. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, before he uh, had political aspirations... He was, I mean, he still is uh, arguably the greatest college football player that ever lived. I mean, you could make arguments for several Bo Jackson and several others, but definitely short list of best college football players that ever lived. But I remember being in kindergarten when I first understood, like, oh, Georgia and Herschel Walker, and that's where I live, and that's my team. And I've uh, probably watched 90% of the games ever since. Awesome. So, you know, going on 40 years now.
2: Wow, and
0: uh, like I said, they won it in 1980, but I don't remember that. Um, so my whole life, you know, my whole childhood, my teenage years, and my 20s, just every fall, I gotta watch the Bulldogs. And they, for years, they were always really good, but not great, not elite. They were always they would always finish, you know, maybe in the top 10, top 15, and every year it was just like, ah, oh, we're really good, we're just not. Quite There was always just that hurdle that we couldn't overcome. Um, but, yeah, they, they overcame it last year, and then last night they did it back-to-back. Also, uh, for some context, in the beginning of college football, you know, 150 years, whatever, I think we're only the fifth team. We're only the third team in since the 90s, but all together, I think we're only the fifth or sixth team in the history of the sport to win back-to-back national titles.
2: Wow.
0: Here's another fun fact. Okay, hit me. Never, ever has there been a three-peat champion.
2: A Re- three-peat?
0: Three, back to back to Ooh, back. One, three, I've never
2: heard three-peat. Three-peat. That's instead, cute. Of, instead of
0: repeat, it's a three-peat. Yeah, say a three-peat. That has never happened. And you know who already, as soon as the game was over last night, all the pundits and journalists are already, you know, writing their stories and predictions for next year. You know who's the uh, favorite to win next year? Who? Georgia Bulldogs.
2: No way.
0: No, that doesn't mean we're gonna win.
2: What Uh, happens if you do? What happens if you guys just keep going?
0: I mean, just
2: they must get like a prize. Do they get (laughs) like who? Like I know in NFL, you know, there's Mm -hmm. the rings. Mm -hmm. Are there rings? Are there?
0: Yeah, I think there's trophies. Well, there's definitely a trophy. And I think the players get rings. I'm not sure. That's a good question.
2: Do they also have like fun awards for the college players like after? Like in high school, I got coaches award, which is basically like coaches like to talk to me. But do Uh, they do that on the college level?
0: Well they have I don't know if they have those type of awards, like sure coaches but they have like the Heisman trophy is awarded to the best college football player. Then you have position awards. Um for example, our tight end Brock Bowers just won the uh, the Mackey Award, which is given out every year to the best tight end. But you know they have so pos- position awards, position awards, best running back, best defensive player, that kind of thing, best overall player, Heisman Trophy. Okay, so, yeah, they have those.
2: Because so, what I'm picturing is like going to like a Shakey's mm-hmm. with all your college <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with See, your team. So
0: tonight <laughs> in Athens, Georgia, the entire Georgia Bulldog team is going to be at Pizza Hut. Yeah. With the coach.
2: Yeah. And, and they, then there's get, like... Coach is picking up the bill. There's Mrs. Bates who's like by the <laughs> side. And then she has all these plaques that she's trying to like manically go through. And you smell cigarette smoke. And you want to go to the freaking machine with the like claw to get the stuffed animals. But yeah, I just wondered if they had that experience. So I yeah. could kind of empathize.
0: Yeah, it's probably something along those lines.
2: Nice. Yeah. Okay, what is the bulldog's mascot? Just kidding, but <laughs> I wanted to see if you... Trying to make you know what?
0: Ch- Ugga is the mascot that you've seen. The yeah, uh, was that the English bulldog? Uh, wasn't at the game last night. Didn't dress. You know because was they... he busy?
2: <laughs> I don't had... know.
0: I I think I heard something about uh, SoFi Stadium here in Los Angeles where they played last night. Doesn't allow any animals. So what? I think, yeah, and I think too it was a travel thing like. You know, that's a long flight from Athens, Georgia to Los Angeles, so maybe... Oh,
2: poor Ugga. Poor Ugga just went up for it. He doesn't like to travel. <laughs> no.
0: But I. It's, it's just... Um, it's hard to explain to someone who's not a hardcore sports fan, but just... But I'm a Bravo fan, which yeah. is gay man sports. But there's just... It's just a weird uh, form of gratification. Like a team that you have been... Like, I've devoted so much mental energy and emotional energy and time. If you just think about... Average football game's three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. There's 15 of them this year. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's, you know, 40, 52 hours this year alone that I've watched. And blah, times 40. I mean, just, just hundreds of hours of my life have been consumed with not only watching the games, but then the post-game coverage and blah, blah, blah. And for your team that you've, you know, followed your whole life to finally, I don't want to say finally because they won last year, but like to be king of the mountain. Yeah. And, and again, it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything. I don't, I'm not connected to the team. I don't get a bonus. I don't get anything for this. But just, it's just those little things of like, yeah, my team's, my team's. And like, I, I seriously, I've been a, same with the Braves. I've been a fan since I could remember. Four, five, six years old. Yeah. And uh I probably told you this story. I don't know if I've told this story on uh, Stoneberg's, but um. Obviously, uh, you know, my background is in in radio. Mm -hmm. I started out in radio. I worked in, I lived in Athens, worked in Athens two separate times Uh, around my college years. I I had that weird experience of living in a cool college town Mm -hmm. during my college years, but without going to said college. Um,
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah, I I
0: was in Athens while I was 20, 21. But I I didn't go to school. I was full-time radio guy. Did you
2: feel kind of left out? Not
0: really. No, I I felt like I was kind of getting away with something. Like, oh, I get to be here, but not go to class. Oh, my gosh, I love that. But in 1997, I worked at uh, Bulldog 103.7. Yes. In Athens, Georgia, the the one and only uh, rock station in Athens. And uh, during the football season, I somehow got... Elected or nominated to be the uh, game day traffic reporter. Oh, wow. So I am uh, I was like 19, 20 years old. And I remember the first game of the season, probably first weekend in September. So it's still very hot in September in Georgia. 1997, first game. I can't remember who we were playing. But uh, I would do the pre- and post-game traffic. So for two hours before the game and an hour after the game, I'd go up in an airplane with a pilot and we would just circle the city. Like, pregame, we'd just circle the city for wow. two hours. And, like, every ten minutes, they would and I'd have a cell phone, and every ten minutes, they would kick it to me live on the radio, and I'd just give a little 30-second traffic report. You know, hey, it's Dave with Bulldog 103.7, game day traffic. Uh, millage is looking good. You, what a, there's a lot of traffic on the 10, going northbound, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, go dogs. So I would do, you know, six an hour. First game first break we're up there for about five ten minutes before they kick it to me and it's just me and the pilot and the pilot is uh a female
2: Ooh. young female probably
0: oh. mid to late 20s oh
2: she cute cute I cute. cute okay cute
0: female pilot just two of us just crammed into this oh my little gosh. two-seater plane
2: how romantic yeah
0: it was it was and she was nice and we were making small talk oh. whatever I, I didn't know her before that so it was just like hey i'm dave i'll be working with you today So we're up there, and we're circling the city, and it's like 94 degrees. Oh, no. And we're bumping around. Oh, no. It's bumping and hot, and there's no air conditioning, and I'm sweating, and I'm jostling, and I'm bumping around. Oh,
2: I want to die. Ew.
0: And uh, they're about to kick it to me live on the air. And about 30 seconds before they kicked it to me live on the air, I barfed all over her shoes.
1: Oh. First break
0: (laughs) of the first game puked all over her shoes. I don't know why I didn't puke on my own shoes.
2: Oh my God.
0: And then we just had to sit in it for two hours. She was so pissed. There That's was no small talk after that.
2: Disgusting. Yeah.
0: 1997. You
2: didn't even did you have a bag? No, anything. There was I, nothing. I mean up you
0: there? would think they would I, I remember Paper telling towels? her I remember telling her about ten seconds before I was like, hey I'm so sorry, but I I'm about to and then bleh just all over her shoes. In my lap and probably her lap.
2: So is a, was it a projectile or was it like a... Mm, just, no, it was intense. It was, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, and, no. And then we to, that
0: was the beginning of my shift. Like I said, two hours. <laughs> and we just circled the city for two hours. Was it silent? And, and yeah, she was not happy. She was not happy.
2: What Do you remember what she said?
0: I she said something to the effect of like why couldn't you barf on your own shoes? And that's that's a fair
2: question. Great question. Yeah. You're like, No, I didn't want you. That's gross.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Uh, no. So I feel like uh, you know, a quarter century later, here we are, national champion. I feel like some you know, in some weird way, you know, I I contributed to uh their trajectory to you get did. to this day.
2: I believe it. Mm-hmm. So in my world mm-hmm. where I think Bravo is Mm -hmm. – in the Bravo universe, I think is like NFL college football universe, correct? So I'm thinking regarding the bowl games with college football, uh, that it would be like taking my favorite housewives Mm -hmm. and putting them on a team Mm – And then filming that team for a season Mm -hmm. or for just an episode, like Mm -hmm. being like, ooh. Yeah, it's
0: a whole season. It's a whole journey. Okay, so it would be
2: like Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip on Peacock, which I suggest everyone watches. But yeah, so they take the main peeps from each franchise. They put them all in a house together for a week. And then that's, you know, 10 episodes. Yeah. And that is like bravo addicts porn because it's like oh my god this person from this universe is going to interact with this person from this interview inner you know yeah. universe uh-huh. okay and there's just I'm as connected. much drama
0: there's there's like storylines throughout the years there's there's drama really like for example this year our quarterback Stetson Bennett the fourth um, the
2: fourth ooh
0: walk-on do you know what a walk-on is
2: so that's when yes I do because my dad always called me a walk-on. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they didn't want you, and you're there. <laughs> Kinda. Okay. Uh, a walk-on.
0: Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but um, you have uh, more players, more more spots mm-hmm. on your more roster spots on your team than you have scholarships available. So for okay. simple math, I think roughly. This is just rough math, but. I think Georgia uh, has roughly like eighty-five players, let's say, but uh, they only get like fifty scholarships to hand out. Okay. So that means you know there's thirty guys that are on the team, but they're not getting a scholarship. Now they might get a partial scholarship or no scholarship. But anyway, if you're on the if you made the team, but you didn't get a scholarship, you're a walk on. I was a walk on at West Georgia University.
2: What? Yeah,
0: I, they were Get like, they're like, we'd like you to be on the team, but you're not good enough for us to pay your scholarship. So I was like,
2: okay, they just probably ran out of funds.
0: So, but at that level, at uh, you know SEC level, Georgia and Alabama and Tennessee, these big schools, like your quarterback, the, the walk-ons are usually like the third string running back or you're maybe your kicker, but to have a starting quarterback, now he he got a scholarship since then. But uh, to have your starting championship quarterback start his college career as a walk-on is pretty rare.
1: Wow. So
0: this guy, uh, Stetson Bennett, he walked on back in 2016. Okay. And to give you uh, some context, too, like a a team like Georgia, they might have five or six quarterbacks. Holy crap. They call that the depth chart. Okay. You know, there's only you only need 11 players on the field at one time, but yet uh, they have 85, 90 players. So that means, you know, you've got a depth chart. Meaning, I'm the first string quarterback, and that guy's the second string quarterback. A lot of times they'll have five or six. Wow. five or six. So he was he was the sixth string quarterback his freshman year. Walked on, excited to. And by the way, he grew up a big Georgia fan. He grew Aww. up in South Georgia. Always want to be a bulldog. So guys like that, and I get it, because I kind of had, I had a very similar, not a very similar. Yeah, my career was just like Stetson Bennett. Point being, I I chose to go to West Georgia, which is a bigger school compared to what I got scholarship offers. So like, West Georgia is still very small compared to Georgia. Okay. But I was like, well, I'm going to go walk on at West Georgia, which is a little more glamorous and status Rather than get a scholarship at a very small school.
2: Got it. Okay. So someone
0: like Stetson Bennett could have gotten a scholarship to a small school like West Georgia. But he was like, no, I'd rather pay my own way or have my parents pay my tuition or whatever the case may be and be a walk-on and just say I'm on this big Georgia team. So he walked on his freshman year. Midway through the year realized, like, oh, man, I'm the sixth string quarterback. The Five other guys have got to die or get injured before I even get to start a game. So by his sophomore year, he's like, as much as I love Georgia, I'm never gonna get to play here. He transferred to junior college, some college in Mississippi. First year, won their national title, like awesome. Division three, whatever. Then came back to Georgia. I think maybe they offered him a scholarship in 2018, but was still like third string, fourth string, until last year. Even last year, he started the he didn't start the season as the starter. Last year, he started as the backup, maybe second string. The main guy got hurt midway through the year. Okay. Or towards the beginning of the year. He took over the starting position only because the guy in front of him got hurt. Got it. Not because he outplayed him and, or got better, but just like the guy in front of me got hurt. You know, it's kind of like a, in theater, what do they call it? An uh, understudy. I was understudy. just about to say that. Yeah, basically yeah. an understudy. Okay. So, um, and like I know this might be boring to people that don't care about football. No,
2: no, I'm 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 connecting.
0: Point being, uh, a program like Georgia, they get all the big recruits. Like high school athletes are three star, four star, five star. That's just the the rating they give okay. them. Okay, like, the best guys coming out of high school, five stars. So he's got all these five star recruits in front of him. He's like a three star walk on. Last year. The main guy gets hurt, he takes over. He was just supposed to fill in for a few weeks until this guy got better. Well, he did such a good job that by the time the starter, J, the first starter, JT Daniels, got better, the coach was like, Well, we're glad you're feeling better, JT, but Stetson's doing so well that we're going to let him keep the starting gig.
2: Oh, that's the JT was probably like, yeah. God damn it.
0: And he since transferred oh. for the third time. Anyway, point being, our star quarterback was just this underdog. And he's wow. undersized. He's maybe 5'10", which is tiny. In, in, for quarterbacks? Yeah, for quarterback, that's, that's small.
2: I don't know. I feel like they're little. No? Are they little compared to the team?
0: I mean, they're Why not... I
2: I always picture them little?
0: Running backs are usually fairly short. You know, huh. But no, uh, your classic... Like Division One or NFL quarterback is probably 6'3, 200, 220. Okay. You know, Stetson Bennett's 5'10, a buck 80. Oh, wow. Like he just, he was very undersized. No one gave him any credit. It was just like, well, what's, and even me, I was like, what's the best guy? You know, you just, there's just something to the, the optics of like major college football program. You look back there, your quarterback is 5'10, a buck 80. You're like, hmm. What's wrong with it? can we get a bigger guy in there? Not that that position is solely reliant on how tall or or big you are, whatever. But anyway, point being, no one gave him any chance to win, to succeed. They were just like, what are you even doing here? And he he just kept plugging away. And last year, you know, got the starting job via injury, but kept it Mm -hmm. because he performed so well. This year, came back, went undefeated, won another national title.
2: Okay, here's the thing. I have a few questions, and this is Stetson we're speaking of.
0: Stetson Bennett IV.
2: Like the hat, correct? Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, Mr. Hat, I'm going to call him that. Uh, no offense to him, but ADHD, everybody. Okay, so he started in 2016, but since he went to a junior college, because uh, this feels like a long time because it's 2023. Great
0: question. Great point. Uh, this is his sixth season.
2: Dear God. <laughs> Isn't there a cap?
0: <laughs> Usually you get four You get four years of eligibility. Okay. So a lot of times what they'll do is redshirt a guy. Um, you get four years of eligibility, but you can, if it takes you five years to graduate, well, a lot of times they're like, they put guy, they'll intentionally redshirt a guy. Meaning your freshman year, we're going to redshirt you. You're not gonna. Pl- you'll be on the team, but you're never gonna play. That way, it doesn't count towards a year of eligibility. So we'll use your sophomore okay. year as your first year of eligibility. Junior year is your second. That okay. way, it, it, they just put these guys on a program rather than busting your ass trying to graduate a tough college in four years. Let's put you on the five year plan. And Got even it. though you get four years of eligibility, we'll we'll redshirt you your first year, and then you'll play your second, third, fourth, and fifth year.
2: So red shirt, Mm -hmm. you you don't play?
0: No, you don't play.
2: And what if there's an emergency?
0: Well, if there's an emergency, sometimes, uh, and people don't like to do that, but yeah, sometimes a guy will be red shirted his freshman year, something will happen, and they'll have to use him, but they don't like doing that because then that still counts as a whole year of eligibility. that you just You know, like say you red shirt your freshman year, and then the final game of the year, something happens, and they need you to come in and play, as far as I know, that that still counts as you burned a year of eligibility by playing only one game. So you usually don't want to do that. Wow. But And then there was the COVID thing. And then oh, there's all kind of so new hard. rules and regulations with like transfers and portals. And it's really confusing. But yeah, typically you only play four years. But he has been part of this program for six years. And he's wow. 25 years old. Wow. That's the other thing. People give him shit too. Oh, he's a 25-year-old up there playing against 19-year-olds. Okay, yes, but he's still the smallest guy on the field.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's
0: not, I don't think being 25 really has much of an advantage for a guy who's 5'10", a buck 80. No. Other than the maturity and maybe the mental aspect of the game. Oh, yeah. But, like, people are acting like, it's not fair, he's 25. It's not like an 18-year-old's playing with 9-year-olds. Like, there's a gap there physically, but... Some of these 18, 19-year-old freshmen are still just giant monsters. So, you know, 25-year-old Stetson Bennett's not really benefiting from being 25 because he's still tiny. Aw. You know?
2: Yeah. Well, 25, I will say, uh, is when your brain fully forms. Mm -hmm. So that's why everyone calls it the quarter-life crisis. Mm -hmm. Basically, your brain's like, what? Oh. Um, However, like, for example... In the smash hit series Beverly Hills 90210, guess what? Uh, Andrea Zuckerberg yeah. was like a thousand, and she played a high schooler. She was like so
0: twenty eight, twenty nine. She was something like that.
2: She was, and guess what? Good. Oh. There was no ageism, so I, I think ageism needs to go away.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Wait, is there a limit of how old you can be to be on a college football team?
0: That's a great question. I don't think so. I think it has to do as long as you have eligibility left.
2: Wow.
0: 25 years ago, Florida State had a great quarterback who led them to a national title, Chris Winky, and he was 26. Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Um, I would like to say that Harvey just bolted into the room. He just headbutts. He headbutts into the room. Yeah,
0: he headbutts the door open.
2: The door just opened. I thought Mm -hmm. it was a ghost. That's what he does. Wow.
0: Yeah, I'm here.
2: Oh, my gosh. I'm in
0: this room now.
2: Well, and it's interesting because you've been 40 years, Mm -hmm. you've been a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Diehard. I've only been a Bravo Liberty fan mm-hmm. since my 20s. Mm-hmm. So what, two years? <laughs> no, but I understand the nostalgia to it. Mm-hmm. Because I remember where I was, the first Housewives I watched, mm-hmm. I remember like being like, what is this? And connecting with whatever character and mm-hmm. then following their story. Yeah. And I think basically that is what you're describing with being a real, true, mm-hmm. authentic fan. Yeah. So you know all the history, you know all the tea Mm -hmm. from back in the day. And so this is probably, yeah, like I completely get it.
0: Yeah. And when I was living in Athens and working in Athens, uh, back in 97, my first place I had in Athens, it was my first place on my own. I was 19, moved to Athens to work in radio. But I moved into a house with a a high school buddy who the year before played at Georgia. And he had gotten hurt or something and, and was no longer on the team. He was a sophomore at this point. But uh, So I moved into a house with him and two other guys, and one of the other roommates was a Georgia player, former Georgia player. So both these guys were just a year removed from being on the team, so they still had all kind of friends that were on the team. Mm -hmm. So a lot in our place was kind of like the party hub.
2: Oh, cool. So a lot
0: of the players would come over and hang at our house. And if... You know, this.
2: Oh, my God. Would you get, like, starstruck? Yeah.
0: Well, not, not a little bit. Like, most people don't know who these folks are, but if you're a Georgia fan, you might remember Matt Stinchcomb or quarterback Mike Bobo, uh, some of these guys, uh, Veron Haynes. They would come over, and I was big fan. I was like, oh, man, it was Mike Bobo, quarterback. He was the starting quarterback at the time. But he'd just be drinking beer, playing Nintendo in our shitty rental house. Wow. You know, because he knew a couple of the guys that lived there.
2: Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, I
0: remember one time I was there. I was the only person home, mm-hmm. and uh I was, I'd, I was working overnights at the time, so I'd stayed up all night working. It was like ten a.m. on a Saturday, and I'm just sitting there, the only one home, watching Sports Center. And uh, we we left our door open and had a screen door, but there were always people just in and out. And Matt Stinchcomb was about six seven three twenty. And I look up, and there's just this giant man standing in our doorway. And I was Whoa. like, what's up, Matt Stinchcomb? And he's like, Ron here. <laughs> I'm like, nah, he's gone. He's like, all right, will you tell him, Matt stop by? Sure thing, Matt Stinchcomb. Like, literally, the guy's like six seven, six eight, over 300 pounds. Just biggest human being I've ever seen just standing in my doorway. Wow. So, yeah, I just have all those memories from, you know, early 20s, going back to childhood days. Just... Uh, and I don't know, there's just something, I don't know if it's like a, a pessimistic attitude, but like, growing up a uh, sports fan in Georgia, you just always felt like, we're never going to win. Mm. We're always going to be pretty good. You know, and then that changed in 95 when the Braves won the World Series. But just, I don't know, just, uh, it, it's it's so fun when your team is like, literally, like, last night too, they was, it just put a stamp on that, like... Okay, you can argue that the Ohio State game the week before in the semifinals like we almost lost that game. Like wow. we didn't we didn't play great. They played really well. We we won by them missing a potential game-winning field goal at the very end. By the way, did I tell you this that was New Year's Eve? We're down. We're up by one one or two points. We're up by one point. There's 3 seconds left on the clock. Ohio State's about to kick a field goal, and if it if they hit it, it wins the game. Georgia's mm-hmm. season's over. They don't go on to play TCU in the national title game. The guy kicked the ball at at eleven Eastern time, eleven fifty nine and fifty eight seconds, oh. and by the time that ball landed and missed, the clock struck midnight and it was New Year's.
2: Oh my God!
0: Of course we were gonna
2: win the whole thing. Happy here. New Year! Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It was, it was wow.
0: Really, uh, like a like a fairy tale. It was crazy.
2: So how many times do you think you're going to rewatch this game?
0: <laughs> well, seriously, I've watched the game last night and I've watched it. I watched it, uh, rewatched it once later last night, and I already rewatched it once this morning. So I'll probably watch it a few more times. And then, do, okay. do you
2: get an itch like right now? Are you like, I really want to watch it? No, I mean I'm I'm
0: satiated right now. Yeah, but yeah,
2: but yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting.
0: Well, and there's something fun too. I did this when the Braves won the World Series last year. There's something very fun about rewatching a game that where you know the outcome because, like for example, the semifinal game last week against Ohio State, I did not enjoy myself at all. Really, that whole three and a half hours, I was because we were losing basically the whole game. We tied it up a couple times or whatever. But it, that wasn't a fun experience because you're just so nervous. Out, yeah, yeah, just you know. So it's fun to and same way with the Braves. Like when they won last year, like every game, I was you remember I was just a nervous wreck. So it's fun to go back and rewatch and enjoy the nuance and all the little details and stuff without the anxiety of like, oh, what are they, are they going to win? So oh that, my that's God. yeah. That's why I like to go back and rewatch good games like that.
2: I love that, Boo. It's
0: a lot of fun.
2: I'm so glad. Welcome
0: to Stoneberg Sports Talk. Hello, Talk.
2: Stoneberg Sports Talk.
0: But yeah, we've been away for a while. We've been out for winter break for several weeks. It's true. And, uh... We've had have been
2: a, gone. I'm sorry, guys. Hi. Hi, we missed you.
0: Our holiday season, we were, very, we were both kind of uh, reluctant and uh, nervous as to uh, how we were going to feel this holiday season, but... uh Given the facts and context, uh, others are sick of hearing it. But if you don't remember, uh, your father passed away.
2: Tragically on Christmas Day. On
0: Christmas Day last year. So we were like, well, Christmas is ruined for the next decade. But uh pretty good little holiday season for us.
2: It really was. And i I just want to thank you, Dave Stone, because I was so nervous about this holiday season. And I get anxious, you know. If there's like a drop coming out of the sink unknowingly. So I was just anxious about, oh, God, I don't want to make it all about like Christmas being sad. Yeah. And I really did feel like it was just such a wonderful, magical season because I just let go of all expectation. And I just took care of me for the first time in any Christmas ever. Usually mm-hmm. I'm manically buying gifts, trying to figure out what my nephews want, what my sister wants, what my dad wants, what I I was basically my dad's personal shopper because I felt bad for the people that he didn't want to shop for. So I you would, would like, go buy Yeah yeah. I would gifts buy gifts for
0: other people that were meant to be from him. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, pretty much. And I think I did that because I felt like oh look, I'm a great daughter or oh look i'm in charge of this i'm large and in charge uh but i when that is all gone like all that chaos and all that you know i guess noise in the background
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's so much nicer to just relax and be like oh i don't have to do this and i think women Take on so much around the holidays. And I know it. Like, they, I can't imagine having kids and like moms get their teachers' gifts mm-hmm. and get, you know, the coaches' gifts and get the kids' gifts and, you know, then have family parties and all this. Like, my life is so simple <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, why am I making this so hard? And guess what happened? I didn't manically shop for a bunch of people. I, I hung out with you. I got to buy gifts for you. I got to buy gifts for the boys. I'm sending my nephews a very late Christmas gift, <laughs> which I'm sure they understand. And it's nice to just, it was just so, I just felt like it was an orb of happiness. Like mm-hmm. it was just very peaceful, very laid back. And I really just couldn't believe it. I I really did feel my parents and Aunt Joni and, Susie and your dad with us in such a really cool and powerful way. And especially with my dad, I, I loved my dad and, and we had a complicated relationship as all, you know, dad and daughters do. But I, it's nice to, I could feel him, but not in a negative, unhealthy way. Okay. It was like, thank you. Thank you for celebrating. Mm -hmm. Thank you for not making this day. Into a Greek tragedy, because he would have hated that. Mm-hmm. He would have been so annoyed. Yeah. So, it was just so beautiful. You cooked, I mean, your cooking skills, boo, oh. this holiday season. Man, let's break it down. You let's break it down. Blush. What should do? What should cook? Let's break it down for everybody. Well, for Christmas, I, know, uh, but...
0: I outsourced the protein. I got us a, uh, you all right, bud? Well, Damn. Kirby's
2: just God. What the hell? He's so big. Open you the know? door. He's just so big. Yeah, I'm bye. Out of, I'm leaving. Gosh.
0: Um, I got us a blood so smoked ham.
2: Ooh. Like a
0: twelve pound ham.
2: Okay, that's like a smoked, amazing. ham. By the way, blood So's, If you guys don't know, is Dave's now I think third love in the barbecue arena.
0: It's the third best barbecue spot in <laughs> Southern California. Okay. Second in L.A. Okay. Behind Moosecraft, so and it's Heritage. not
2: Moosecraft, yeah. It's but not it's...
0: Moosecraft. It's not Heritage, but it's it's real solid. Yeah, real solid. Well,
2: this used to be your number one. Yeah, it was the number I'm one saying. until
0: Moosecraft came along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm it's sorry, excellent. I interrupted. No, that's fine. But okay. yeah, they were just doing a thing where they were, uh, you know, doing pre-orders on whole smoked hams, and I was like, uh, sign me up. So um, because typically, you know, back when we lived in Long Beach, I would I would smoke a prime rib or oh, smoke our own yes. stuff. But, I don't have access to my smoker anymore. My Traeger is in the, uh, is in uh, storage.
2: Storage Back unit.
0: Yeah. It's because we don't have uh, any outside space really here. No. Although we could put a smoker down there in the courtyard. I, I was think thinking we mind. could, yeah.
2: but like we have to get acceptance by everybody.
0: Well, if I cut them in on some of the profits. Yeah. You know, let them have some of the food. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So I got a ham from Bloodso's and then I just went crazy with the side dishes. I made uh smoked green beans. I did uh some baked beans. I did uh my broccoli cheese casserole. Oh,
2: the broccoli cheese casserole. And oh.
0: I did my hash brown casserole. And I think did I do cornbread this year? No, we bought a bunch of rolls. But yeah, oh, that anyway. Wine rolls. Just it a was... bunch of sides and a and a good smoked ham.
2: And you cooked for like a zillion days. Like the work you put in. Yeah was amazing. I enjoy it. And on Christmas Eve we had Mark and Virgie over who are my best friends yeah. in the whole world.
0: We've talked about them before, our neighbors.
2: <laughs> they are over sixty yeah. and I love them. Just
0: just a sweet uh, platonic couple.
2: That I mean they're just two angels. Yeah, they're that's both, what they are. They're
0: both Mark is so silly and funny. Oh he's and so Virgie funny. is so sweet and sincere that uh yeah they're they're a good hang.
2: And it was amazing because guess what? I got Virgie drunk. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is to get people drunk because I don't drink anymore. Because I don't drink no more. She's
0: such a prim and proper lady.
2: Oh, she's so sweet. She's I just mean, so sweet. You know, And, and she's so kind and, and awesome. And,
0: and she didn't come in here like, hey, I'm going to get <laughs> sloshed. <laughs> but she was like sure i'll have a glass of what What were y'all what were they drinking prosecco? so they were drinking
2: prosecco but i do not believe they liked any of the prosecco i uh-huh. got which i'm very disappointed okay. uh she was like oh i think they just like champagne but i guess i'm so out of it in the alcohol game i thought i don't know anyway i had a prosecco bottle open and i am just here's here's my tactic and, and prosecco
0: would- is wine right
2: yes it's like a sparkling, sweeter wine, okay. like, a, like a champagne. Okay. So I was just gently putting it in a little bit more. If I uh-huh. saw the glass, there was like about a half, a, like a centimeter or something, you know. Just kept topping her off. Just kept topping her off. And finally, there was like a, I can't, please stop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and we were watching the... Um... What were we doing? Steelers. The Steelers game, yeah.
2: There was a big game. Yeah, that was on Christmas Day. And Virgie loves the Steelers. Yeah,
0: they're both from Pennsylvania. Yeah. So she's a big Penn State and Pittsburgh Steelers person. Uh, so yeah, the Steelers were playing on Christmas Day, and she was like getting into it.
2: Like she was more into it than you, boo. She
0: and- was more into that game than I was <laughs> the national title game.
2: Yeah. yeah. She was, well, I forget what she was saying, but it was just her. Yeah, she kept
0: saying this one like, thing over oh! and over.
2: No, it wasn't, oh, it was like hello, or something very weird. And
0: she would, like, pound her fist on the couch it when they wouldn't so do great. it.
2: <laughs> it was so great. And they had this memorial for mm-hmm. one of the players I forgot. Oh, Franco
0: Harris, legendary uh, Pittsburgh Steeler. Okay. Uh, the Immaculate Reception uh, back in the 70s. He made this great play. Anyway, just an icon in the Steelers universe. Well, he passed away a couple of days before Christmas.
2: Yeah, and it was just such a beautiful moment. And, uh... You are an amazing host with most, but you had music going uh-huh. and the, you know, game was on silent. But I could tell Virgie was like, because they were going to do a memorial yeah, or some sort or of something. speech. Yeah. And I could tell she, and I was like, Virgie, do you want to hear the, you know, mm-hmm. the actual audio? And she was like, yeah, that'd be great. Like, I, <laughs> and I was like, okay. So you turn it off we look and it cuts to commercial and doesn't she doesn't see the entire... there isn't any footage of it yeah. like they didn't show it but you could tell she was so disappointed but it was such a good game and even I was watching it Mark's in my office chair that's roll has wheels and he's just rolling around excited Charlie's just in heaven Harvey and Truman are visiting Burgie cuz she's a snow white beautiful angel that loves animals it was just Awesome! Yeah. It was so much fun.
0: Well, and it was, um, you know, I won't get into whole family stuff. Um, you know, as much as I've enjoyed in the in the past having family holidays and whatnot,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> man, just me and you and a couple neighbors. Like the the lack of pressure, the lack oh, of familiar, yeah. familiar, what Famil- am I
2: trying to say? Fa- familiar for.
0: Familia. Familian. I'm not trying to say familiar. I'm I know what you're say, saying. You know, of the family. Yeah. Uh, the lack of that type of pressure is pretty refreshing.
2: Are you kidding? <laughs> we didn't have to go into a car.
0: Yeah. Didn't I have to crank usually the car.
2: would. You I know, barely
0: put on pants.
2: Yeah. I mean, same. It was just. It was so nice, mm-hmm. and they were so happy and like grateful and they loved your food and they were complimenting you and look r.i.p to my dad but he wasn't the best at too salty (laughs) that's what he said one year he wasn't too
0: salty (laughs) yeah i forgot i'm cooking for an 80 year old man's palate my bad
2: and he wanted to sit (laughs) with you but he didn't want to sit at the table yeah because he liked his chair in the living room so i uh, yeah it was just you know there was a lot of it wasn't so uh gracious Uh not the most gracious fam uh
0: and and from a cook's point of view like when you cook a big meal for a big holiday I, I don't need y'all to carry me on your shoulders and throw me a parade, but just a little bit of acknowledgement of, like, <laughs> A, a lot of work goes into it, mm-hmm. and B, if we're being honest, this mm-hmm. is probably some of the better food you've had in a while.
2: Yeah, 100%. I'm not
0: churning out slop. No. Like, I'm churning out pretty good stuff. So, like, just
1: a little bit of, what appreciation would been... and acknowledgement
0: of like <laughs> oh thank you for working several days to prepare a special meal and and your dad would eventually he would always you know he, he
2: I don't would say, thank you in he his would his thank own me way. in his own way
0: and your nephews they're great but you know they're teenagers they, they may not have the the social chops to express yeah. their appreciation so but you know there have been holidays where it's like man, if it weren't for Katie, like, why am I even doing this?
2: I know. You well, know? I, and I would feel that. And, I mean, poor and
0: Dave. With my own family, too. <laughs> I've cooked for my own family and barely gotten an acknowledgement, you know?
2: I, I remember, I think it was the first Christmas or something you cooked. And poor Dave, you were just a champion because you're from a family of nice and normal and I I know everyone has their family drama and stuff but like you know, your family went to parks and stuff and, like, cared about each other. Like, I don't know. We would just eat food in front of the TV and run away. So it was just amazing because my mom was so sick. It was, like, when my mom was really, really sick. Mm. I think it was her – yeah, it was her last Christmas with okay. us. And so she's just meted out and checked out in a way I've never seen. Her eye is all messed up because she fell. So she's sitting there like a vegetable <laughs> – dad's sitting there just drunk with red face like trying to hold a conversation but so his ADHD was just off the rails my sisters passed out Uh, (laughs) my nephews are sitting there just kind of looking like how long do we have to stay and I remember just being like welcome to the family (laughs) but I'm sorry boo Uh, but yeah it was so neat to be acknowledged and to you know, actually get like gratitude, yeah. and, and that was real gratitude. Yeah, that you could tell they had a good
0: time. So yeah, that's all I want.
2: You know, it was just so awesome. Thank yeah. you again. Yeah, I hope everyone had a good Christmas. Oh, yeah, and uh, I, I uh, lit <laughs> some candles in honor of the people that weren't here on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so oh, yeah, Don Stone got a candle, Dave Strandberg. And then I, I went through, and I was like, oh, crap, there's a lot of people missing. So then I was like, okay, mom candle. We
0: need more candles. And then
2: I was like, Aunt Joni candle. <laughs> so we're at Cousin, four. Cousin Ty. Susie candle, my sister, <laughs> RIPs, when I was 13. Uh, you know, my, my friend's cat got a candle. Maurice. Uh, you know, my, uh, oh, my other friend's. Pupe, which is mm-hmm. grandmother in spanish passed away so there was just it almost looked like a menorah yeah. of candle work and i had to you know the the memory and the moment was there but it was it, i was afraid that the smoke alarm was going to go off <laughs> It's a lot of so. candles <laughs> yeah so for the candles i you know maybe just next time I'll mm-hmm. i'll lower it but i i thought that was really cool no, That it, was a cool nice it was a
0: great christmas and boo you Outdid yourself yet again. What? What did I tell you? Leading up, I
2: was like, "I got
0: everything I need. Don't spend a lot of money on me." You bought me a car this year.
2: Okay, I, you know,
0: <laughs> like you don't have
2: to. I didn't buy a whole car. But I, I, you yeah, went above and beyond, boo. A piece of it. I bought a piece of the car. <laughs> you bought a car. You bought, <laughs> you bought me a
0: car. Um, man, your gift to me was just. A, so badass, and B, so sweet and thoughtful.
2: Aw, oh, stop it. You're going to make me blush.
0: Uh, for some context, the last couple of years, I've turned into a deadhead, gotten really into The Grateful Dead, probably uh, during pandemic, when I had so much free time, and I was just really exploring all my musical avenues. I got, I you know, I've obviously been aware of The Grateful Dead my whole life, but just, and I've never had a strong opinion against them, but it just, it never like sunk into me, it never, they never bit me. Uh, until a few years ago, and I got really deep into them. Of course, Grateful Dead doesn't really tour anymore as the Grateful Dead since Jerry Garcia's passing in 95. But uh, since then, they've been doing Dead and Company. So it's uh, some of the core guys, Bob Weir, uh, was it Bill Crutzman, Mickey Ward. Uh, I don't think Phil Lesh, the bass player, is a part of this. But anyway, they still tour as Dead and Company. And then they have a couple friends. John Mayer is in that group now.
2: I love John Mayer. But they
0: just announced (laughs) uh, a few months ago that their last tour, they're just hanging it all up. Uh, This last tour's coming up in the spring and summer. This is going to be the last tour ever. They're coming to L.A. You got me tickets to see Dead and Company. I did. Which, that alone, would be awesome. But in true Katie fashion, let's go above and beyond. And when I opened, when I realized what you got me, I was like, you're going to come with me, right? And you had this look like, well keep looking
2: cuz there was another present underneath yeah, yeah.
0: you got my but i got i got a, i'm fortunate to have dozens of great friends i got i got more right. friends than let's, i deserve
1: let's quit bragging i got more friends okay. than i deserve
2: <laughs> all my friends are dead
0: um <laughs> but out of my dozens of friends the only one who's really into the grateful dead way more than me is my buddy Wes Van Horn Aww. who used to live out here um he's from Alabama, and he has since uh, moved back to Alabama a few years before the pandemic. Um, I think when he, he got married and had a, had a kid on the way, and I think he him and his wife, Kristen, were just like, eh, it's probably best if we just head back to our home base. But anyway, so he's been back in Alabama for a few years. You're flying him out to come see the show. You got him a ticket. You got him an airline uh, an airline ticket. <laughs> you got him a ticket to the show. You bought his plane tickets, and you're putting them up in a hotel uh, a block away from our apartment. Because I
2: wanted to give him some privacy. Such a
0: cool move, such an adult move, by
2: the way. Because look, I'm not going to ask a grown man with a family. Yeah, you want to sleep come on our here. couch? <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me give you this opportunity. I felt like a saleswoman. Yeah. Because I know his time is precious mm-hmm. and time. yeah. He's got time. two kids,
0: a wife, a job, full time job. Yeah. He's does doing comedy, comedy on the side. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so I just thought, okay, I'm gonna reach out. And he was so cute and kind. And we were just going back and forth like on Messenger. And I was nervous even buying the tickets because I'm like, what ticket do I buy you? I need all your information for airlines. <laughs> like, you know me, I'm very bad at like plans so sweet, like that. Though. But uh his video to you Yeah, they sent on me a Christmas. video. Oh my gosh, more. we have to share it. <laughs> it's the sweetest, yeah. most amazing video. But he was so excited. And he's just such a good sport for coming out. Yeah. And also, I I got him a hotel room, too, because I was like, okay, what would I appreciate? Like, I would love to go see Dixie Chicks, mm-hmm. for example, with Liz Bowler, say they're at the Red Rocks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yay! I do. I need my own space. Yeah, you don't sleep on our
0: couch Can't afterwards. do it. Yeah. Can't
2: do it. it. It would be... That's fine
0: when you're in your teens and 20s, but yeah.
2: Yeah. And also, if we had a home, like, of course, mm-hmm. you have the guest room, but I like giving people options. Mm-hmm. So I did say, if you want, absolutely, you're more than welcome, but if you would like some privacy and blah, 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 like, you know, and he was very polite and it was very sweet, but he was like, oh, I don't want to be in your hair. And it's like, copy that. Gotcha. Okay. So... I just want to let everybody know to always give somebody an option because we all need options, but that's just a side note. Anyway, (laughs) love that he's coming out. Love that you guys are going to do a dude date and he's going to go. You're going to already take him to all your favorite barbecue. Oh yeah. We're going to shut
0: down some spots. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to close it down. (laughs) No. And Wes is, uh, he's also, not only is he my only friend who really appreciates the Grateful Dead, he's probably... I don't want to say only, but he's definitely top of the list of my friends who uh, appreciates my uh, culinary stylings and and my desires oh. to go and have a good lunch. Like, uh, Wes is definitely in the Hardy Boy Lunch Club. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: He already talked about the Indian Buffet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. You. we used
0: to go to Indian Buffet all the time. We've been barbecue. We had barbecue with him when we were in Birmingham on the last tour.
2: That's true. But, yeah,
0: so uh, he'll be out here for, what, four days? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, four days. We're going to definitely hit Moosecraft. I'm probably going to take him down to Heritage. Probably hit a couple other spots and then uh, go see the Dead and Company at uh, at the Forum in Inglewood.
2: Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Boy, that's
0: so thoughtful. Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. Stop. Because at this point in my life, you know, I'm 45 now and especially, I don't know, things are good. I, I, I have nothing to complain about and I've got everything I could ever want. I've got, Aww. you know, you got me this record room. I got, you just, at this point, I'm really, more other than like, the only material thing I really like is is records. But other than that, like, I'm, I'm much more into the experience than the material item.
2: Yeah. And You've you, taught me that. You've yeah. taught me experiences mm-hmm. are more valuable, which I'm learning. And that's also quality time for people, mm-hmm. yeah. which is very hard for me. Yeah. But I'm doing it and I'm enjoying it as well. It's interesting.
0: And, you know, like... Obviously, I love every gift you buy me. But, you know, what did you get me for Christmas four years ago? I don't know. Me neither. I, You know, I'm sure if I thought about it, I could find. But I'm saying this is a gift that I will remember my entire life. Aww. You know, going to see a great, iconic band with a buddy who I miss. You know, who if Wes lived out here, we'd be best friends. We'd be hanging out, you know, five times a week. And, and there, there's a, I, I have a lot of friends that I miss that live, you know, on the East Coast now. You know, I, I miss Wes, I miss my buddy Gilbert, I miss Andy, I miss Paul, I miss Craig. I've got all these friends that don't even live in the same time zone as me. Yeah. So the fact that one of my dearest friends, is you're paying for him to come out here and see this concert and hang out. With him, I mean, it's just, it's so thoughtful, boo. That's well, so yeah. sweet and so thoughtful.
2: It's funny because you you have such a good tight knit group of friends from all walks of life but yes I know it's majority comedy um but I I just think it's so neat to actually have that quality time mm-hmm. with your like meeting Wes was like like meeting Rodney and Gilbert. Like I can't stop smiling. Like yeah. most of your friends are just like big smiles. I just love them so much. And and when I met him, I was like, Oh, we need to see Wes in LA. Oh yeah. We need to we need to experience Wes in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I need him to be hit on by every single man. <laughs> I need to witness it because he's just such a joy. Yeah. And his wife is dope. Yeah. Kristen's and, great. Oh my gosh. So yeah. Just, I was excited. So, selfishly, it's for me, too. So, Wes can <laughs> come and hang out.
0: Well, that's that's so thoughtful and such a great. And that, obviously, that wasn't the only. You got me so many cool gifts. I'm looking at my Willie Nelson cooler.
1: Yeah!
0: You got me a Willie Nelson igloo cooler. I don't
2: know. That was a high move. I was like, hey, who Willie Nelson.
0: <laughs> all kinds of cool stuff. Well, Boo, let
2: me go ahead and shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Guess who got a pampering <laughs> this week? I used your amazing Christmas gift. Guys, Dave went and got me. Okay, there is a place, and I forget the name of it, but it's very (laughs) fancy, and it's in Sunset Plaza. In Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's in Beverly Hills. and But I got the most amazing facial. It was called the Red Carpet Facial. There you go. And listen... It was a dream. It was 110 minutes of pure bliss. Wow. And guess what? My favorite part of the whole thing, my facial lady said, I'm not going to be talking during this because it's for re- relaxation, which made me so happy because I feel like I have to talk an entire time. And I know I'm like, oh, white girl problems. It is. But I, I'll i just talk to the person you know massaging me or giving me a facial and then i end up just kind of tired and not really (laughs) relaxed after so when she said that i was like i love
0: this place that's a great psychological technique too to just let you know from the get-go hey don't worry about small talk this is for you to relax yes yes because i feel obligated like when i get a haircut and stuff like that i feel obligated. oh that's the
2: worst you know well, because that's a whole thing, you're there for a while, yeah. and there's scissors to your head. You got to be nice, can't ever be mean <laughs> to someone with scissors. In so, your you head. had a good time, though? Best time ever. Now,
0: what do they do? Like, I know kind of what a facial is, but I don't know the details, I don't know exactly what they do.
2: Can you please explain to me what you do know? Like, what do you think a facial is?
0: I think a facial you go in, you <laughs> sit down, they probably put a hot towel on your face, <laughs> and then just rub a bunch of cream on you.
2: And slap you on the ass, what do you, yeah. <laughs> and that's it? Okay. Yeah. Um, you're not wrong. Okay. But there's a few more steps. So they, there's a, it's always a zen place. Okay. You know, some, your practitioner meets you. No matter what place, this is how it goes. The lady comes and meets you at the front. Hello, I'll be giving you a facial. They take you into this room that's basically the size of a closet. There's a bed, a massage bed. They say, okay, get dressed or uh, you can put your belongings over here, and it's usually a very nice hook from like a west elm or something on the wall. You put all your crap on it. You have to go topless because they need their your declatay declatage declatage area to be clear because mm-hmm. even the neck skin is important with oh, your face. Okay. Fun to know. So, and I anyway. just
0: made that up. I don't. I have no idea if I was. I've heard the word decolletage, but I I don't really know what it is. I think
2: it might, yeah, it's like you're where you show this area. Okay. Oh, I'm pointing above my boobs, guys. Uh Like shoulder, upper chest. Yeah, upper chest, upper torso. Uh So they, she leaves, or he, or they, they leave and they give you a couple minutes to, you know, get undressed, Uh which always takes me forever because I have like 37 bags with me (laughs) and then I'm just trying to, oh, do I take her? So then you get under, okay, here's the great thing. The massage bed, they thought of everything. It's heated, dude. No way. That's right. Heated massage bed. So then they knock gently like, hey, you still naked? And you say, no, come in. Mm. And then it starts. Yes, there is a makeup removing part. Okay. So they're just taking, you know, they're just making makeup removing. Depending on the facial, they kind of explain what's going on. Uh But usually you get some steam on your face, right? Okay. That makes your pores all big.
0: How's that? In what form does that steam come? It comes in
2: this weird wand. Like a gun? Kind of. Mm -hmm. You know, it looks like an apple pencil that you use on your eye. Or just a long pencil. Okay. But it's a wand. And then it just kind of, they hold it like, it's almost like a small hose. Okay. That they put the steam on. Like a steam hose. Yeah, steam hose. Imagine a steam hose. So then your pores are all open and she's like, okay, this is the extraction part. Okay, guys, this is my favorite part, and I wish it could be filmed because I love watching zits be popped. Okay, I love to pop zits. Sure. it's fun. So they get in there and just hurt the crap out of you. They are taking their thumbs and just getting out all the crap in every pore that you have crap in.
0: See, I always thought that might do more harm than good. Like if you,
2: you would think aggravate, so. you know. You would think so. However, if they do it in the correct way, they've already... I'm sorry, I missed a step. They take your makeup off, they wash your face, all pretty and nice Uh with, like, scented bullshit. And then... (laughs) And then they do the steam and then they extract. But, like, the reason why a lot of... uh, If you're going to pop a zit, you have to do it right after you shower. Okay. Because your pores are open and it's a lot easier to extract. It's like... uh, you know, it's like gate being open as opposed to being shut. It's your crap will come out, <laughs> and when you get scarring is if you do it when it's not sh- when it's not open. Anyway, long story short. Oh, Dave, Pardon me. Are you getting high because this is boring? No. You? Yes, you are. I can tell. No, you just handed me this joint, so I smoked it. It's true, guys. I love getting Dave high or drunk. It's my favorite thing. Anyway. Uh, so they 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 get all the crap out of you. Then there's some toners. Sometimes you get LED lights that they leave. This lady left me in there for about 20 minutes with this radioactive light, basically. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then they come back. They put moisturizer on you. Moisturizer. What do they What do they put on you? Moisturizer. Charlie knows it. Yeah, Charlie. And then they tell you what you should buy, because <laughs> that's always a thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, and we just connected on Cheweenies because she has a Cheweenie that looks exactly like Charlie, but a female named Trixie. Oh, my God. Aww. Um. So, yeah, Charlie is a girlfriend, and I have skin as a champion, and thanks to my boobs, the best gift ever. So, yeah, that's a facial.
0: You are hard to shop for.
2: Really? See, I don't think so. I love everything.
0: But you have everything. True. <laughs> you already have everything, I don't. you know? I don't have everything. I mean, you have a lot.
2: I do have a lot. You're mm-hmm. right. I'm a lucky lady. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I'm... I, I, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting that you think I'm hard to shop. Well,
0: it's just that, and I guess anybody could be this way but all the stuff you're into i i, I just have no idea about it you know? yeah where i feel like i'm easy just give me an amoeba gift card or get me a barbecue restaurant gift card you know i feel like i'm easy to shop for where
2: well i'm i'm uh i'm a high maintenance lady
0: but i know you like to be pampered so that's why i went that route
2: i appreciate that boo yeah. sweet <laughs> i think you're a great gift giver well yeah. I,
0: i'm just trying to keep up with you oh my word but yeah we had a great holiday season I Good hope Christmas. everyone had a
2: great holiday season.
0: Good New Year's. Uh, did we do
2: anything else fun over the break? Dude, we've just been chilling. we
0: been chill. We saw a lot of movies.
2: Oh, so many movies. So many do movies. Do we go into it? Should we? Do I we mean, talk? Yeah, we can
0: get into it a little bit. Uh, we finally went out to see a movie. We haven't been out to the theater in months.
2: Oh my gosh, so long. Even
0: though we can walk to one. Yep. We're a block we and no a half away excuse. from the <laughs> We're
2: just trash cans.
0: We went out and saw Babylon in the theater. Uh, my buddy Rory Scovel is in that movie. Uh, if you've seen that movie and you don't know who Rory is, he's the, um, what do they have? His character was basically like the on-set drug dealer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's always wearing a cape.
0: But uh, the movie's uh, about like the early Old. days of Hollywood, yeah. uh, mid-20s, early 30s of Hollywood, and uh, Rory just plays, I forgot the name of his character, but he's just the guy on set who has all the pills and stuff that, that you might need on the down low but then he gets in some little hijinks and adventures uh, like we we're about halfway through the movie and uh i'd only seen him like one or two little bitty scenes i was like surely is that it it's like sure they didn't cut out all rory stuff and then kind of the third act his character gets a lot more involved oh yeah but uh. um <laughs> i mean it was um it was entertaining i'll give him that
2: it was it was an ADHD dream yeah
0: it was a lot going on a Vi- lot. visually impressive oh, vis- one of those yeah. movies where just like even if you're not enjoying or loving the the plot and the stories you have to acknowledge like boy that's that's quite a production
2: yeah it's such a production and it was so it was just so fast and I told you already like the it felt like 10 short films in one. Uh-huh. And usually that really bugs me but for some reason with the frequency at which this movie was shot and how everybody I mean the performances were incredible. Uh-huh. Incredible. Brad Pitt by the way.
0: I've always loved Brad Pitt. Yeah, same. I, I feel like but, he uh his good looks hamper like Maybe now this point in his career, but early on I felt like he was so handsome that no one took him seriously as an actor.
2: Yeah, I yeah. agree. And he plays a Hollywood producer that's very and an actor. And an that's actor, yeah. Very well to do. And I've just just the confidence and how he doesn't take himself so seriously mm-hmm. comes through every single performance. Yeah. And it is he's such a pro and Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Margot Margo
0: Robbie is a badass.
2: Badass female also an amazing performer. She's another amazing. One.
0: Obviously, you know, very classically beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, gorgeous. You know, and I think the first time I she's saw a babe. her, first she's time, a babe. time I saw her was in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. And in that movie, you know, she's meant to be kind of the
2: sexualized, sexualized, the sexualized yeah. you know,
0: the hot wife and you know, obviously very attractive. But uh, man, she has just got chops for days.
2: Even she's in Wolf so of Wall Street, though, I know she's painted as the hot girl, and mm-hmm. she is like she's stunning. It's mm-hmm. like a Charlie's Theron type of stunning, yeah. where you're like, like okay, be in you're a an alien, museum. yeah. yeah. Um, but her, the way the first scene, I just remember. I'm, I'm sure it's not the first scene we see her, but when she's fighting with Leo, mm-hmm. like there's a scene where she just like throws water on yeah. his face, and they are in this. Fighting match, and he's screaming, and she's screaming, and it's not this annoying thing, it's like watching a boxing match yeah. with acting, and she was right there with oh, it. yeah! And Leo, Luscious Leo, as we all know from Tiger Beat years ago, <laughs> is uh, that what they called him? Back Luscious, in the day? Leo. Luscious Leo, I loved Leo. <laughs> I also love JTT, Jonathan Taylor oh,
1: Thomas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, the, their careers went different paths,
2: they did, they went, <laughs> uh, you know, we'll see, but uh. That I remember seeing that scene and being like, dang, mm-hmm. she's good. And, mm-hmm. of course, I, Tanya. Mm. And, of course, I mean, yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. She played she's a greatness. perfect starlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, consistency of this character was great. The the acting was phenomenal. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, everybody was great. great. That, Some...
0: that, that main guy who I, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't Basically know Basically the main character. Yeah. I don't even know his name.
2: I of know, we uh, horrible.
0: Latino fella. Yeah. He was great.
2: Oh, he was amazing. Every single person. Um, There was a lot of puke work.
0: Yeah, which... a, lot, a lot of puke and oh, the elephant scene.
2: Okay, so guys, Jeez. you got to go through the first part. Okay, literally. That, the first scene. It's like, the first in the scene, first you're first right. the first
0: three minutes, it's <laughs> one of the grossest scenes I've ever seen in a movie. It just, <laughs> I thought I was going to puke. But if you can get past that, uh, you know. I mean, I still don't know how I feel about the story, you know, it seemed a little
2: disjointed, disjointed you know,
0: yeah. but, um, as far as like a popcorn movie, you know, go to the theater, see it on a big screen and be entertained. I it, would it's go definitely to the entertaining. theater. Yeah, yeah.
2: Go to the theater because it is long too. So it's know that hours. you're going to be in there for a while, mm-hmm. but have fun with it. Yeah. Get some popcorn, get some red vines, you Which, know,
0: by the way,
2: Okay. I knew this was going to come up. Guys, it's not my fault, okay? I'm clumsy. Ugh, go ahead.
0: The only reason I even want to go to the movies these (laughs) days is to get that good
2: popcorn. Okay, well, I go for the film and the acting of it all. And I know
0: this is just such a couple stereotype. I feel like a hat comedian. No. I was like, honey, you want anything? You're like, no, just some red vines.
2: Well, no, and you're getting a tub. Of popcorn. Because
0: I wanted a tub of popcorn. I want the full tub.
2: So am Mm -hmm. I to get the medium for almost the same price and have my own little area?
0: Yes. Or (laughs) get your own large. Whatever.
2: So you'd rather me just throw money away than me nibbling at yours once in a while. (laughs) You, You ate half of it. Well, I make you give me a box. Yeah, We get that box, and then you pour a bunch in.
0: Yeah, then I then I doctored up. Yeah, you did doctor it You know, the theater we go to, I'm sure a lot of them are this way now, but not yeah. all of them. But uh, they, they let the customer have access to the butter. Yeah. Oh,
2: boy, that's a big move. Or the vegetable
0: oil, whatever Ooh, the hell it is.
2: Who cares? Yeah. It's delicious. But yeah, so
0: you get the little side box, get a little cardboard box. Right. You immediately pour half, or you fill that box up. So now... You can work with the big, big tub that's only half full. Oh. And that way I can get all the butter and salt in there and shake it up, do this whole thing, do the same thing with the box, and then combine them again. That's okay, why, that's, that's why, I get why the you get the box. Yeah.
2: I thought you were getting the box for me. No,
0: imagine the full, <laughs> the full tub that's filled, that's filled past the brim, that's okay. rounded top. How are you going to get all the bottom? You know, you're just going to get that top layer.
2: Oh, my God. So you
0: pour half of it out into the box, then you can work. Wow. You have room to shake and jiggle and, you know, do all that with the butter and the salt.
2: I have thought this whole time that you've been getting that box for me. No, boo-boo. Oh, my God.
0: Maybe that was the miscommunication.
2: Well, yeah. I just assume, I think everything's for me uh-huh. because I'm a narcissist <laughs> <laughs> at my core. And so... That is, you're blowing. Of course, you're mad. That would be like me getting a venti Starbucks, mm-hmm. getting another cup, trying to doctor up, and you being like, "Thanks, Thanks. wow, that, I'm a real asshole."
0: That's a fun bar trick that I do a lot. Like when I arrive at a bar or whatever, and I'm meeting friends, I know that my friends are going to be there. You've
2: arrived.
0: Like when I get there, and I and then we start to greet each other, and if they're holding a beer, I just take it out of their hand and go, "Thanks." <laughs>
2: do you drink it yeah i'll take i'll take
0: a sip and then give it back but like you know the joke being i thought that they got that beer for me even though they're they're just holding one beer i'm like oh thanks man good one boo yeah gets gets a laugh every good
2: one so but you're upset with me about the cardboard box uh, me stealing or what happened? Why are you mad at me in this situation regarding no, babbling? No,
0: because before I <laughs> I filled up the cardboard box for the reason I just described. And sure. before I could marry the two back together. Got it. You were just like, I'll take this.
2: See, I didn't realize. And I thought that I had, was for me.
0: But what about the part 30 seconds before when I look you in the eye and I go, honey, would you like some popcorn? And you go, "Now." Well,
2: because you're getting, again, you're getting a tub that's refillable. Everybody, let's mm-hmm. see, refillable. Did you go
0: and refill it for me and bring back my missing half? I'm no. just saying, I didn't give a shit about Babylon. I gave a shit about the popcorn.
2: Okay, I am sorry. <laughs> this has been a miscommunication in our marriage and apparently our engagement and whole courting process. I never knew. I thought you were being so cute. I thought you were being giving. I thought you were being a giving husband. I, I saying... woke up that morning <laughs> craving
0: popcorn. Do you remember I'm the one that suggested it? Remember in the morning, I woke up in the morning. And I was just you like, "Hey!" I was like, "Hey, what are you doing today?" And you were like, "Nothing." I was like, "You want to go see Babylon?" Because I knew that was the only movie that was even a contender for something we both would want to see. That's fair. And you were like, "Sure." I didn't give a shit about Babylon. I woke up craving movie theater popcorn.
2: Oh, and then I didn't even finish you my didn't box. Even finish, it. and then I and I didn't know it, it
0: until the end <laughs> when I had to clean up your mess.
2: I had to go to the bathroom. I was waiting, and it was like, okay, next 10 minutes I'll go. No, I want to finish the movie. Anyway, okay. Well, now we know. Yeah. I'll bring this to Dr. Julie tomorrow, and we're going to figure this out.
0: Um, Why do
2: I take the box of popcorn? What does it mean, really?
0: What else we see? We saw the Fablemans.
2: We rented it.
0: rented the Fablemans. It's about Steven Spielberg, except for any of the interesting parts you care about. No, it was it was it okay. Was a it good wasn't story. bad. It
2: was a great TV movie.
0: Yeah, it felt kind of like a Lifetime movie.
2: Yeah, it was a great Lifetime movie.
0: Like they talk about his childhood. They talk about it. the movies basically. Most well, he of his wrote and directed it. He wrote and directed it. Um, but to me, like they spent too much. There was, there was a plot line with his parents. I won't spoil anything, but but I will say Michelle like, Williams. Oh, I love her. I mean, she's, great. she's
2: just talk about. Acting
0: and and Paul Dano.
2: Oh yeah, he was uh, he great. Was
0: great. Uh, Seth Rogen. I mean, it's an okay movie, but I, if you tell me, hey, you want to go see a scripted fictionalized movie about Steven Spielberg?
2: F yes. I'd be like,
0: yeah. And then I, you would think to me, like when you watch a biopic or something. I mean, obviously, you know, the background and the childhood's important, but I like to see when they first get their big break when they first start doing the thing that they are famous for.
2: Yeah. I would like to see that too. Just like when we
0: saw, what's the Dahmer movie? Uh, My Friend Dahmer.
2: Oh, good. And I
0: know maybe there's been a lot of Jeffrey Dahmer movies and that story's been told so many times, but that whole movie is just about him when he was in elementary school and high school and before he did any, you know, I don't know. I, I know that that's kind of relevant to someone's story, but I would have loved to have seen they basically focus on on Spielberg from the time he was, like, 5 to the time he was, like, 17, 18, right? Yeah. I would have liked to have seen when he was 25 and he got yeah. his first big movie or, you know, that kind of thing. But I there was just like, none of that.
2: I would like him to, okay, here's what I would have loved. I would have loved, starting at 18, flashbacks of childhood. But, yeah, yeah. like seeing, okay, let's do, did he do Jaws?
0: Yeah, jaws like let's see first big one
2: yeah and i kind of want to know i'd like to
0: see some stuff about jaws
2: behind the curtain like who do you work with yeah. who's like the guy that created the jaws thing is he weird yeah. where is he from i feel like that's i feel like all the people that do work on movies that are in props or that are in production are you know even is it gaffer griff grip whatever the people that do all the lighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, there, it's just a whole camp of people yeah. that I wanna know about. And I'm sure Steven Spielberg has millions of stories exactly. about, you know, a guy falling off a ladder and then this guy, like, I don't know. I just want to know the minutiae. Yeah, I want to see his... the
0: moment that he thought up of the E.T. Yeah. character or, or the moment he thought of, like, hey, I'm going to do a movie about a shark. You know, uh, I would like to see yes. those individual origin stories.
2: Or how about. Not
0: just, oh, his parents, have had, they're having marital trouble. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, basically, well, the, mov- the movie is about his parents and some marital issues. Okay.
2: And it affected him deeply. Apparently, yeah.
0: And I get that, but but I still flashbacks. That's why flashbacks
2: are great. Let's do that in flashback. But like, I also want to see Hollywood Tea. I want to see the meeting where they were like, "No, we're not going to make that," and him being like, "I'm going to do it anyway." Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I wonder why. Why didn't we go there? Come on, Stephen, if yeah. you're listening, and I know you are, <laughs> let's get in there. But, yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. I mean, yeah,
0: it's not bad. I'm not going to say it's bad. I enjoyed it, but it just...
2: But uh, it was no... I was expecting more. Perfection.
0: It was no The Perfection. Was that the name of it? <laughs> the Perfection? Oh, boy. That's one of the worst movies I've seen in a while.
2: Guys, I love thrillers, and I'm on the...
0: <laughs> How would you explain this movie? Uh, they're... <laughs> it's the gal from Get Out. It's the uh, the girlfriend.
2: The girlfriend from, from Get, Get, Get Out, Ge- and she is a celloist, Violent. Yeah. Vi- violin, violin or cello. It's a great beginning. Okay, so she gave up her cello career to move home and care for her dying mother. Mm-hmm. Then she comes back to Celloville, aka classical music. Time people anyway and then this other girls like the number one yeah shallowest but then they become friends uh-huh. and then so i'm thinking it's going to be like a black swan situation like dark and weird and it is dark and weird but then it gets cartoonish yeah. a lot of stump work uh i don't yeah. even know what to say um
0: that final scene i called 30 minutes ahead of time <laughs> i was like let me guess this is going to be the closing scene. They're both going to play the cello together because of blank and blank and blank. And I won't spoil it in case anybody wants to see it. I, I
2: mean, yeah. yeah. And listen, it was no menu. Uh, we also watched the thriller, <laughs> The Menu, which Ugh. is streaming on HBO Max right now. It was a thriller and it had such good actors in it, though, yeah. Dave. It had so many good. What's
0: his name? Rafe? Ray Fines. Ray or Ray F- Isn't there Ralph? two? Are there two Fines? Does he have a brother?
2: He has a brother. I... R- Ray.
0: Yeah, well, I think one, one, so... one of the Fines. <laughs> and he's like, I, I admit, like, obviously that guy's got chops, but yeah. he's never done it for me. To me, he's always been like a a, a second-rate Daniel Day-Lewis. Or See, I was about Gary to say Oldman.
2: Alan Arkin. I was about Alan to say Arkin. like a, a second Alan Arkin, don't you think? I guess not because he's comedic. So no, old. I'm just thinking of old white men.
0: Yeah, I don't think Fines is very funny. (laughs) He could be. No, but he reminds me of like a Gary Oldman type, but just not as interesting. Anyway, and I, I knew from the get go that that was going to be a stinker. But I was in
2: a bad mood, and I, I knew a thriller would put me in a good mood.
0: I'm so tired of this trope of like, all right, there were a group of strangers, and now something's happened, you know, like Clue and Rocky Horror. I get and, it. Like, that's just been done to death. Like, okay, we got to figure out. What, I mean, it wasn't awful. It was, it just, uh, and I hate, I think too, it's odd. I'm, I'm, I don't. I've never really considered myself a foodie. You are a foodie. But if I'm a foodie, I'm a I'm a blue collar foodie.
1: <laughs> I don't give
0: two shits about frou frou fine dining. I just don't. I don't give a shit about any of that <laughs> gastro pub. Just give me the. I'm interested in the best version of the classics. Right. I want the best piece of lasagna I've ever had, not necessarily a emulsified rose water gelatin blah 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 blah, blah. Like who gives yeah. a fuck about that stuff? I just that doesn't do it for me. And there's so much pretension connected to that whole culture. There is. it is. just nauseating.
2: And it was nauseating. Uh it wasn't a good movie. I I uh I do love thrillers and I nineties thrillers are my jam, mm-hmm. my jam a lamb. As I love 90s country more than anything. So I get it. It is a trope, but there's something good about having that. But yeah, like, if it was, it's uh, done surprisingly well, I know good it's cheesy, but it really it's almost was. like, oh, good. Yeah, now I know you, this guy's going to go psycho on this handling girl. Handling it the way going you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I like seeing the, this, uh, the same story play out, but with different yeah. characters. But, uh, I don't know. It's, you're right. It's stupid, but there's got to be. Good thrillers coming out. Well, guys, I believe in it. I, I believe the thriller high. genre well, I'll, has I'll good in I'll do a quick word of mouth.
0: Oh yeah, uh, I've oh, been no. listening to a lot I've of music of over the break. Well, uh, it's been a real fertile music period for I me. Will. I'm gonna find it. Uh, so many great new albums hey, I've been digging don't, into, don't but get a new artist a that uh, <laughs> okay? a month ago I wasn't even aware that existed. And uh, shout out to my buddy uh, Jacob Rupert, whose voice you might be hearing a little bit on the show. Ooh! Jacob uh, does the voiceover stuff for my old uh, Gravy Boat. We might start incorporating him a little bit. Got a great great voice, great speaking voice. But uh, I was uh, texting back and forth a while. He's one of my music buddies. You know, I've got a handful of buddies that are really tuned in, mm-hmm. you know, to what's going on with certain genres. <clears throat> but he's like, hey, have you checked out Garrett T. Caps?" And I was like, I don't know who that is. And he sent me a link. And now it's... Probably my favorite album of last year. Wow. Uh, Garrett T. Capp's, uh The album is called People Are Beautiful. And I don't know how to describe it. There's a little bit of an alt-country thing. There's, uh, I think maybe in one of his press clippings, he describes it as like cosmic country. But uh, a little bit of a My Morning Jacket type thing. But um, kind of uh, spacey. It's a little bit alt-country. A little indie rock, space rock. You know, maybe shoegazer. I don't know. All those labels are confusing, but uh just just damn solid album. Guys from San Antonio. Um, if this is true, I think I read that he owns a bar. It's the something rose. The something rose. Where? And uh in, in San Antonio. And oh. he just and he just plays there like five nights a week. At his own bar, which that's is so bad.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: Which, you know, that's that's the comedian's dream of, like, right. I'll own a club, and that way I could get on stage every night.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so he's kind of doing that with music. But, yeah, he owns a bar in San Antonio, plays there quite frequently. And uh, his band is called uh, NASA Country. So it's Garrett T. Capps and NASA Country. Uh, the album is People Are Beautiful, and Aww. every track is just perfect. It's just beautiful music, a uh, little twangy, little spacey. You know, po- his, the, all the lyrics are all just so positive. The name of the album is "People Are Beautiful," yeah. And every every positive. song has a positive message. And not that you know, I'm that sounds like <laughs> it sounds like he's a Christian contemporary Christian artist. Every song has a positive message.
2: Hey, don't don't you listen? Jars of Clay, but, yeah. up there with my favorite album. But no, it,
0: in a in a world and in a in a place in this country where everybody seems to be so jaded and cynical and over it, it is refreshing to hear like, hey things could be okay if we just tweak some stuff you know yeah. think positive hope so
2: hope is a good thing yeah
0: check out garrett t caps people are beautiful uh i'd be really surprised if anybody even if you're not into that music i'd be surprised if anybody listens to that ugh. it's like ugh. like it's just it's wide ranging wide appeal like oh damn just quality quality beautiful music so check out guarantee caps do it guys uh where can we find you on the social media platforms
2: Ooh, at KT low strandberg mm-hmm. and it's on tiktok and instagram those are both mm-hmm. that the letter k the letter t and then low my middle name strandberg guys go. my new last name is stone obviously but i haven't gotten to change it yet mm-hmm. i will i i'm gonna do a hyphen I'm gonna do a Strandberg Stone situation. Right on. Maybe I'll do a Katie Low Strandberg. You know, you could change your whole name. Uh huh. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'll be called Unicorn Stone. Maybe. I mean, anywho, long story short, at Katie Low (laughs) Strandberg on Instagram. And TikTok. I've been doing TikToks.
0: Yeah, how's that going?
2: It's fun.
0: I'm not on there yet. I have an account, but I haven't posted anything.
2: Don't worry, you will. I know you're nervous. Mm As a geriatric millennial, I was nervous too, but mm-hmm. I, I dove in. I okay. dove in.
1: Well,
2: anyway.
0: I guess I guess I should get on there.
2: Maybe. Just for fun.
0: Yeah, my thing is I just don't care.
2: That's so. fair. But
0: uh, maybe Ooh. I should care. Maybe I'll care later.
2: Good little more. good jumping off point for twenty twenty three. No, my
0: I don't care thing about TikTok. Is I just don't care. No, not things rawr, in general, rawr, just rawr. You know. I'm I, I tell you one thing, you know, I'm not gonna post any fucking crowd work clips.
2: I know. Don't get well, me started on that whole thing. People love it. <coughs> people love it.
0: Where are you from? Who gives a shit? I got jokes. i That's one thing <laughs> I will guarantee you will never, <laughs> ever see Dave Stone post a crowd work clip.
2: You are good at crowd work, though, I will say.
0: <coughs> I don't think so, because I never do it.
2: Well, you do it if you have a heckler. I
0: mean, if I have to, yeah.
2: Yeah, if you have to, you do it well.
0: But to just casually be like, are y'all dating? Who gives a shit? We paid to see you. <laughs> tell your jokes tell your stories
2: talk already talk <laughs>
0: ugh just ugh, I won't get started on that alright anyway boo it's great catching up
1: great seeing you great seeing you <laughs> <laughs> don't be
0: a stranger okay and uh yeah seriously
2: and we love you guys so much thank you for <coughs> listening we've missed you and we'll see you oh well talk to you next week
0: uh absolutely okay
2: love you right?
1: Day. flying high enough to crash right into sorrow, falling low enough to find a better place. We're all wandering through some kind of delusion, By